Hello and welcome to your Sunday review of the Dundee United game. This is the Cybrox and it's Scott Patterson. You're very welcome, as always, and joining us in the pod for tonight. Um, we've got Andrew Anderson joining us. Hi, Andrew, how are you? I'm very well, Scott. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And, and joining us back again after his, um, his wee stint with the Dortmund guy last week, Anton, who was good enough, and we're hoping to get him back on again for, for a little later in the week. Reese Cochran is back. Hi, Reese. how are you? All right, guys. Uh, hi, good. All of the football. Oh, yeah, for... and listen, I think as a comment, I think we all feel like that a little bit today. It's not been a, it's not been a great afternoon. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you first. I think the performance today coming on the back of the sheer elation of um, Thursday night in Dortmund today was almost like coming back to earth a little bit, was it not? Yes, uh, yes, it was. It's it's the highs and the lows of Rangers don't ever change. That's the <laughs> what I keep seeing here and. Um, it was. Walked it after Thursday night, thinking about it Friday and Saturday, heard it all, all over the place. In fact, I listened to the podcast before with Craig um, and Dave on it earlier on, the, the review of Dortmund, and they were saying Sunday's more important, and I believed that too, and I was more yeah. worried about Sunday, because it seems to be our our mantra, if you like, to go to these places away from home, and these boys have spent the whole week preparing for us, Um I've put on the WhatsApp group earlier, we should know exactly what we're walking into. We know what yep. they're going to react like, we know what they're going to do. And it's just becoming more and more apparent that we're struggling to break that down. Um, very, very frustrating day, which I'm sure we'll get into, because I like to take something away for every game. Even a, even a loss, I think there's something you should maybe take away for every game. And the, thing, the only thing I could take away from today was we controlled the game for massive periods. We just weren't clinical enough in the final third. Simple as that for me. Reese, you'll remember that I said to you previously that um, some of the young team, and you are a member of the young team, certainly we, we think you are. Um, and you know that way I think we, we had said that a lot of the sort of young team don't get what it's like to be in a title race. And I, I, mm -hmm. I said for weeks now that, that we're very much in a title race. Some fans are like it, some won't. Um, how are you feeling right now? See, to be totally honest with you, I think it's gone. I, I, I've seen it quite a lot on Twitter today, and I'm totally subscribed to it. I was in work today and just kind of getting updates through colleagues who could listen to the radio. Um, ironically, Celtic fans, and they were telling me when we dropped points at Ross County and all that. And you know that way, I can't check the score, so I don't know if they'll wind them up half the time. And I mean, they said, ah, it's 1 0 United, and I'm thinking, aye, maybe whatever, whatever. I got to check it, and it was, but then. It goes one each and you're thinking, right, come on, turn it round and it's at least saved it. But I just, with their result on all the day, I don't see them dropping points. And to be totally honest with you, I don't know if it's just the lack of experience and trusting that things will go up and down or whether it's just trying to prepare ourselves for the worst. I'm no confident in our team. If you look at the stats, they've... No drop points for September, I think somebody said earlier. And yep. I don't think we've looked convincing all season. I, I really don't. We think we've looked consistently convincing all season. There's been performances and reactions, don't get me wrong, but it's usually taken a slump for us to hit that peak again. So, Andrew, what, what I think we're hearing, and listen, I, I, 
I don't buy into what Reese is saying. I, I, I don't think it is done at all by any matter of means. Um, however, I, I, similar to what Reese has said, I've seen bits and pieces on social media today which would suggest that general consensus is that we have blew it. There's no doubt that there's a, there's a point swing since um, January which is completely unacceptable. Um, and that's that's there. It's there to be seen. The facts are there that, that that's happened. However, um, I think it's really, really, really early to call it considering we've still to play them twice. Plus, I think we have to account for the fact that they will drop points. They've, they've almost dropped them today on Sunday afternoon. Um, and indeed, if you look at um, I still I seen there was certainly an argument that indeed Dundee were, were denied a penalty right at the death of the game that they never got. We'll come on to that a little bit later as, as we cover the, the Dundee United game. Andrew, I suspect you'll be similar to me because we're a bit older and longer and wiser in the tooth. Um, I don't think you'll believe that the, the league's gone at all. No, I don't. Um, I don't think it's gone. I'll never concede. I'll never surrender the league early like that. Uh, but I totally understand why Reese feels that way. Yep. I totally understand why Reese. Um, and people of his age group is slightly older between recent and us, Scott. Um, and even folk our age, I can understand why they would feel that way, but I won't concede it at the moment. And the reason is, it's happened so often in the past. The pressure will tell. The pressure will tell. There's still, is it five or six games till a split? Yeah, I think, I don't, I might actually not be as many as that, you know that. Um, we're away from home three times and it's against bottom six opposition correct. They've, still got, they've still got to go to Ibrox, Almond Vale and Easter Road that's their three away games Yeah. our three away games are must win nine points, got to be nine points, nothing else will do and we're hoping to take points off them at Ibrox and somewhere else along the line so it's not done, it's not done but I totally understand where Reese is coming from and the thing that's making me understand that I think is we're even even folk out of age, Scott, we're very aware that these these games can happen. Yeah, the one each today can happen. Um, they're not for one minute. When we went one 0 down today, albeit it was after a terrible torrid ten minutes, we controlled the game prior to that and we dis- destroyed them after it. Bar score, yep. there will be games like that from now till the end of the season, and we'll win them six one. I'm quite sure of it. We we'll win them four one. We we'll win them six one because it could have been that today. Um, so no, in answer to your question, I don't concede it at the moment. But I'll tell you, there'll be many more results like that before I do. Uh, six games through the split, lads. Six games and then six it breaks into the split. We've played 27, so we're three quarters of the way through. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Listen, my last was great. Remember that 18 years <laughs> Nah, I maybe wouldn't take that There's, action to go. I, but... Listen, the, the one thing you need to take away, Reese, is that there is a long, long way to go in this league. And I, I, I think we can we can say that quite comfortable. I, I understand where you're coming from. There's a bit a bit to go. Um, I, it might be, I admit it might just be a lack of experience in that. But honestly, I think if we were to look back at the end of the season, it wouldn't surprise me if the days, one of the days we go, that was a turning point. That was confirmation of what was to come. And this, I think the signs have been there. See, for the start of the season, I think, one of the big things and why a lot of people didn't react that bad when Gerard left was if we get the right appointment and then things weren't going great under Gerard anyway. Or we hadn't hit the heights we did last season, regardless, before he went. And after that, I don't think we've been as convincing. So I think the signs have been there. Whereas now it's just maybe your chickens are coming home to roost. And one of the big things for me the day was, see when we talk about and I mentioned this in a previous pod where 
as soon as something's gone wrong with Rangers, we're quick to jump to Scottish players, Rangers men, get Barry Ferguson into the coaching team, whatever. Um, do you think maybe for the January transfer window, and that, uh, this is very, very quick to suggest this and draw this conclusion, but do you think maybe losing Patterson, the diminishing influence of Davis, you could argue McGregor as well at times, that element in our squad of people who get it and know what it's like and can see themselves in the stands and can go to a Dundee United and go, we need to play as well here as what we did in Dortmund. Like said, John Defoe, just for talking sake in the dressing room, do you think that maybe leadership mentality is going for the squad? No, nah, not no. for me. No, nah, I don't think so. Uh-huh. You can tell you can tell a Scottish professional football player or a French professional football player, go out there and run your heart out. If you do it properly, they will. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. I don't buy into that, to be honest, Reese. I really don't. Um, and in, in, in massive parts of the game today, they did. They actually did. The, the driving was there. It was wave after wave after wave of attack. It was it came off. Uh, Scott, you'll maybe remember who, who swung it in at pace. Was it Sakala or was it Tav- Tav- Tavernier? And it bounced off Morelos's legs and Seagrass got to it. Um, um, I think it was Sakala who made right. the difference when he came on, I felt, by the way. Two weeks, two weeks ago that goes in. In two yeah. weeks of time that goes in as well. It's just it's just one of the days, I think. That's what I believe anyway. That's what I'm sure. my hopes to. So listen, Andrew, I'll, I'll stay with you because I want to rewind back to um, team selection a little bit. Um, no change from Dortmund, which I think everyone was... the Hands up, I kind of felt, you know what I mean? Don't change the team for Dortmund. Go up to Tannadice and give them an absolute battering from the off. Um, he did make a change. He, he dropped Barisic onto the bench and dropped uh, brought Halander in to play centre-half alongside Goals and moved Bassi out left one. Um, and you have to say, for the, for the goal that, that we eventually lost, um, Hellander looked a little bit rusty, I thought, for when the cross came in. He just didn't seem to get up there quick enough ahead of Ross Graham. No, he didn't. He seemed to be a wee, a wee bit slow to get up. And I've seen him jump higher, put it that way. There's not many folk allowed to jump Phil Hollander, and he, yeah. and he did today. Whether he aided himself to do so on the back of Phil Hollander, though, I would be interested <laughs> to you know your thoughts on. Um, but uh, listen, that happens in penalty boxes worldwide. Yeah. Um, and I think you've got to put that down. I'll always rate Phil Hollander. I think he's a fantastic defender. But yes, today... Was it the right idea? I can see why Van Bronckhurst done it. You bring in a very strong centre half and put the left back to left back. Why wouldn't you? It yep. makes sense. Agreed. But again, as I've spoke about at length to a lot of people, Calvin Bassey done nothing wrong at centre half. Absolutely nothing wrong, especially the other night. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to a game in Scotland, a, a domestic game in Scotland, where, let's face it, we're going to be having wave after wave after wave of attack. When the teams were playing against attackers, it tends to be on the break. And having Calvin Bassey's pace at centre half, I think sometimes invaluable. So I wouldn't question Van Bronckhorst. I can see why he'd done it, but I don't think I would have. So other big flashing point of the big flashing point, big flash point rather from the first half. <laughs> um, Andrew, I'll stick with you again. This I, I know you you kind of you, you saw this firsthand. You saw it as I did. Um, Rangers should have a penalty in the first half. Um, there, there's there's an argument over whether the 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 boy's arms in a natural position, whether he's tried to pull away, blah, 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 all that birthday card pish that we became used to when the officials are making dodgy decisions. The fact of the matter, it was handball in the box and it was a penalty. The ball travels, I would say, maybe 10 yards 
towards him. She's got plenty of time to adjust his body as if it was my centre half, I'd be looking for him to do exactly that. Adjust his body, get his body shape right for the ball coming over to him. That's what you expect when the ball's coming at you at pace. Done that. Um, and remarkably, um, Bobby Madden never gave it. And I've watched it again a couple of times and I, I, I can't quite get my head around how um, Brother Madden, by the way, um, never gave us a penalty today. I don't, I don't get it myself. Listen, I don't like going down the line of blaming referees. I really don't. I'm sure I've said that before, Scott. Yeah. A Rangers team should be good enough to go to Canadice on a Sunday afternoon and whether the referees for you or against you or whether the decisions are going for or against you, you should be good enough to win the game. Yeah. However, however, that's a stonewall penalty kick. And he had a good he had a good view of it, as did his linesman or his assistant referee, whatever he wanted to be called this week. I believe he looked over to the linesman. I believe he had a wee glance over and I only heard um, Ian Crocker saying that um, on the, the commentary. So that's how I know that. So he must have, he must have had a feeling. Yeah. Now, if he's got a feeling and he's looked at the linesman, surely between the two, four eyes on him, they should have seen that because they both had a, a really good view of it. It was a, a very, very poor decision. Um, and I just hope it's not one we look back on. Yeah. Reese, we go in one nothing down at half time. Um obviously really, really disappointed and um at that point probably a little bit concerned because we, we know that we need to get back into it. And if you're scrolling through your phone at half time, um biggest forty five minutes of the season, blah blah yep. and it'll be like that for every game now moving to and I'm saying this because you're a member of the young team, as we say, it'll be like that right through the end of the season now. If we go in any games at half time, one nothing Every second half will be the biggest 45 minutes of the season. That's the way it's going to be. Um, came out the second half and he, he Gio kind of changed things around and he, he threw on um, Sakala for Scott Arfield. I, I felt made quite a bit of a difference. Right wing is definitely a problem area for us. We don't have a right winger that offers the same in the sense that we have Kent on the left-hand side, who I thought was good today. Um, I think we need to be more offensive when we're playing in the SPL against teams where we think there's a better chance of us getting at them um, and we're the best world in the world I love Scott Arfield I'm a huge fan of his but he's never a right winger he's never going to get in that left back and, and be tricky and, and, and cause a problem when Sakala came on Reese, he'd done that and I felt a dimension changed a wee bit mm-hmm. I, I think it's um, quite important to point out just to listeners or viewers at the minute I was working the day and for context didn't see the game live <laughs> Um, went my break at half time 1-0 down and I as you say I was scrolling through Twitter like mad trying to hope that the second half would kick off soon as and we would turn it round but um, I have seen so many biggest 45 ever and all that and yeah. admittedly you're at the time just thinking this is massive we've got to pull this round but it is it's going to be like that every week um, I think Scott Arfield admittedly is a square peg in a round hole a very good one at that to be fair don't get me wrong he's one of my favourite players in the team but I think it's Van Bronckhorst looked at that squad and it's been like that for a while and looked at it and went there's no really a right winger there there's no an out and out as you say winger there who is a threat going forward can do the hard work and just has the overall talent I think he's put a square peg in a round hole because he's realised we don't have a specialist right winger or we don't have one with enough quality. And Arfield's best position is centre of the park. There's no argument with that. But Arfield, with his individual characteristics and traits, pushed out wide, 
is probably still a better option than the wingers we've got there. Yeah. I think it, I, it diminishes maybe for his natural position and ability, but he's still the stronger option out there. And I think that's why he started there. But Sakala, as Roy's got that physicality that will beat a man and, and go direct, he's maybe not got the football brain to cut it back or the technique to put it in the top corner or whatever when he gets by him. Yeah. But there's that development potential there in him. And um, just to go back and briefly touch on the handball and that, I think uh, Brother Madden, as many <laughs> folk on the other side of the city like to call him, does he stem for the same family as Papa Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I'll, I'll tell you, one of the things that and I, I agree um, with Reese on our field, I do prefer to see him a wee bit more centrally than I do. However, I think his intensity and his... Um, his behaviour on the pitch, I think, um, he's very useful for for playing maybe one ahead of of Tav. And if Tav bombs by him, you know you're going to get the work rate to to look after things behind him. Um, however, Sakala came on and and he was involved in the second sort of penalty incident of the of the afternoon. Now the the obvious argument is, and I believe Chris Boyd referred to this on his commentary that he should have scored because he was so close to, to knocking it in, which I think everyone appreciates probably should have scored. However, um, again, it's a clear pullback that changes body shape. Only Fashion Sakala will be able to tell you whether it's prevented him getting a clean, fresh hit on that or not. Um, mm-hmm. Again, fair argument for a penalty for me. Definitely. Definitely a fair argument for a penalty kick. Still no penalty kick, in fact. That happens anywhere else in the pitch. It's a, it's the whistle goes, it's as simple Correct. as that. I don't understand why we're not getting these things. I really don't understand it. Um, there's only so long you can go along the lines of honest mistakes. Yeah. Um, you can't sit here and say they're out to get Rangers and to stop us gaining points. I don't I don't believe for a second there's professional, well, I say professional, you know what I mean, um, officials there who are, are, are thinking along their lines. But it's got to get better. It's got to get better quickly, Scott. That was a stonewall, a stonewall penalty kick. And that, that's two stonewall penalty kicks today that changed the game. Which could change a league table, which could change your life with forty million pounds. It could, it could be worth forty million pounds these decisions, you know. So it's got to be better. And until we get VAR, it's not going to get any better, I don't think. Um, and as we said earlier on, I've seen the stills on Twitter from Celtic Park today, and it looks like a stonewall penalty kick being denied there as well. Yeah. So when these things happen in the same afternoon, you do feel like it's. <laughs> Are they just out to get me? You know, and that's understandable. We totally understand that. I don't believe that's the case, but it's got to get better. It's got to get better quickly. Andrew, I'm going to come back to you on, on VAR very shortly, but I'll stick with you on the the wonderful finish from Joe Aribo to draw us level. Um, great wing play down the left-hand side um, by Kent and then Bassey and the, the cutback for Aribo and he, he really he crashes it beyond Seagrest, doesn't he? It was a great a great finish. Um, he could have been he could be forgiven there for trying to be more intricate, but he just blasted it and to keep that ball under the bar um, with, the, with the power he put into it. I thought it was it was a fantastic fantastic move from Kenton and um, Bassey, as you say, yeah. down the line. You're going to get that from from Bassey with the pace, the overlap, and with Ryan Ryan Kent's trickery as we know. And I think he was great today as well. I thought Ryan Kent was was good today. Um, that was a, it was a great move and a great finish. But it had been coming, Scott. It had been coming. There was a couple of chances just prior to that. Yep. Um, one from a corner kick. It was a rebo as well, I believe. It was, it was a rebo. Correct. It was a header. Um, so it was coming, but 
No, it was a, it was a smashing finish. It's what you expect from a well, late run into the box, bang, goal. It's just a shame we couldn't get any more. Yeah. Uh, Reese, I'm going to come to you because I know you never saw the game by your own admission, but you have seen the, the still of um, Ahmad inexplicably not switching it into Sakala when he's got an open goal, um, when, he's, when he's cleaned through. Um, it, it kind of, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the, um, remember when Harry Forrester never um, squared the oh, to, to Joe Dodo at Ibrox? It absolutely reminded me of that. Um, and the, I think I was equally frustrated this afternoon when 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 he never switched it. I, I the Harry Forrester one. Oh, that's my mate was like a devoted Harry Forrester like fan. He, he always wanted him to come on. He always wanted him to start and this, that, and the next thing, and that happened. It was just it became a debate for years. It was something you remember. He, he's done a <laughs> Harry Forrester, and it was one of them like. It's so simple in hindsight, but again, I haven't only seen all of it. Is it the right opportunity? Like, is it the right angle? The speed he's going at, does he ha- even have that intelligence? Because we know he's a young boy, he yep. lift his head up and see him. Has he seen him at the corner of his eye? Does he know he's there? Is Sakala yep. shouting for it? All with the wee factors that he can't really tell for a picture. I- I'm not in any way excusing the boy. I think it's honestly horrendous but he has got to pass that across and it should be a tap in for Sakala and as I say he's raw and with the perhaps emission of a football and brain I'm not certain he'd have scored it but I certainly had a better chance yeah but, um, I, I mean I, I, I agree with you there's, there's you know the way it's just I think at that point when when Ahmad's so through you almost think He's bound to try and score himself because he, he wants to try and um, sort of appeal himself more to the fans. He's, he's, he's desperate to score. I just think that the, the best option at that point would have been to to switch it to the player that was in, in, in the better position, you know? Aye, 100%. I think even looking back at it, you can excuse him for no passing or whatever, but yeah, a professional footballer, he's a winger come striker, attacker, whatever. He's got to score that. Regardless yeah. of whether there's a guy five yards clear to his left or not, he's yep, one of the keeper. He's got to score it regardless. So how it never ended up my goal, either way for me, isn't it really forsakeable? Um, Andrew, Ahmad clearly has quite a lot of talent. Um, technically really good. And, and listen, I don't care what anyone says. Manchester United don't play that sum of money for a, for a boy that's a donkey. Let's be perfectly honest with you. He is a that's good player. <laughs> who scored a cracking header today by the way I have to say um, what, my own opinion on, on Ahmad is we're seeing glimpses of him um, however he strikes me as being a typical young winger if things don't go well for him immediately from the off the head's in the gutter yes he strikes me as a, a 19 year old winger who plays in England Yep. That's what he strikes me as. Um, and I think that um, not squaring the ball is inexperience. It's all it can be. He's a, he's worth God knows how many millions of pounds. He's, yeah. He knows how to square a ball. It's inexperience is all it is. Um, right, aye. I've seen on Twitter today that he's getting the blame. He's getting the blame of today <laughs> from what I've, from I've read anyway. And you can't blame the lad. You can't blame him. You can certainly blame him for not squaring it and you can blame him for not going through a 50-50. Yeah. But what 19-year-old winger does go through 50-50? Correct. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yep. 
Um, so I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. However, I do totally agree with Reese there. He's got to score that. He's got to score that goal. Yeah. Um, he's breaking away. He's got pace. He's, as you said yourself, Scott, he shows you the tricks he's got and all the rest of it. He can put the ball at his feet. He's dangerous. He's got to score that goal. Although I won't buy in to him taking the blame. He's only on the pitch 15 minutes. He can't take the blame for today. Correct. Um, but the jury's out for me. The jury's out for me. Yeah. Um, there's 11, 12, 11 games left. He's going to have to have a big 11 games, I think. Andrew, I want to stick with you today because one of the things that I think we, we saw that um, was entirely against everything we've seen for, for, for previous weeks was the the general service to Morelos was really, really non-existent today. He was very, very quiet today. He had a couple of half chances, I would say, that on any other Saturday afternoon he would probably have scored. But I think generally the support to him and the general service to, to him playing through the middle was, was pretty poor. It was poor. Um, the crosses that were coming in weren't of the normal quality. It's as simple yep. as that. And when you've got, a, pains me to say it, when you've got a centre half like Charlie Mulgrew there, he's, he's going to sweep them up all day long. All day experience, long. Experience, yep. A hundred percent. And the, the Tam Coates said that in his pre-match interview. It was good to get him back for his experience. It's as simple as that. And, and that's that's obvious that's going to happen. The service wasn't great. Um, Tavernier swung a couple of balls in, as you say, created a couple of half chances, but nothing that we're used to. And you could tell with Morelos, he was snarling and he was he wasn't looking at his normal self. He was looking peed off, if you like. And yeah. you can normally tell when that's when it's not working for him. Sometimes then he tends to drop deeper and he can certainly make things happen. But such was the Tanadice Park and it was just so congested in there, it was just hard for him to get going like that. Um, it didn't stop him trying, which I was glad to see. He was still trying, he was still um, trying to make things happen, but just wasn't to be today for him, I'm afraid. But it will... I'm quite confident that in the next 11 games, he will, he will be scoring goals. He will score important goals in the next 11 games. Just today wasn't one of them. Rhys, uh, one thing for you, obviously on Thursday night, we've seen two decisions go in our favour as, as a result of VAR. Um, I think one of the headlines that the Rangers support will take away from this um, visit to Tanadice is if VAR was in place, we would have got a couple of penalties. Um, I wonder where you stand on the introduction of that in the Scottish game. Oh, I think... I just hope for his own sake that Dundee United boys got Sakala's shirt after the game because he obviously wanted it that much. Do you know what I mean? He just about had him at the halfway line, man. But aye, VAR in Scottish football, um, for me, it's a no-brainer. If you look at even the day, for an example, the referee isn't certain about the handball. He looks to his lineman to see if the lineman's got a better idea than the lineman's. But could be 10 depending on what side of the pitch is on 10 yards away from it or he could be 30 yeah. at the other end of the pitch he's not got a great view of it never mind the ref who could be blocked with players X amount of players in front of the linesman why would you know I, I don't get why if you want you've you've made them up to be able to speak to each other already the referee and the linesman I mean then why would you not give somebody with an even better view of the opportunity to go might be worth having a look at that, mate. Or do you know what? Go and look at that and overturn it. Or you've had a howler here. It just makes sense for me. There's that much. There's people say oh, it takes away from football. It slows down the game or whatever. I think we've seen it tested often enough in big competitions, big leagues, that it's now getting to a stage where it's working more effectively than what it is ineffectively. Either the odd dubious shout or wee bit of a howler or whatever, but it gets more right than it does wrong. And it's not even just 
us do that effects. So you look at the likes of Dundee the day, Dundee are sitting bottom of the league. And for what I've seen, they've been denied a penalty. That's no you've got the top of the league standings where it could cost us a Champions League spot, which is tens of millions of pounds. Yeah. If Dundee get relegated with a point, that's costing a hundred people their jobs. Do you know what I mean? You're right on the table. I'm not for a minute just saying because it's disadvantaged us that it's known place you know, that it should be implemented. But for me, it just makes sense. I mean, there's enough technology in football now. The SFA are looking to redevelop Hamden, like with the government to bid for Euro 2028 or whatever it is, or I don't know, some Euros. But why not just improve the game? Stop looking at what's run about it and look at what's happening on the pitch. Yeah. Get that right before you improve the surroundings. You've a better game, you've got a better product, you can generate more revenue, and then you can look at infrastructure. But for me, I think it's just the SFA won't put the, the money where their mouth is. I think that's what it is. It's purely a money factor of implementing it. I mean, we struggled to get grass pitches at all 12 Premiership clubs, never mind VAR in stadiums where you've got different camera angles setting up whoever's on the, you know, the remote camera or whatever. Yeah. I listen, I, I think that's the headline from it. I, I think VR would improve the game um, immensely in our country. However, um, we, we do have a top division where we are trying to encourage grass pitches in each of the 12 senior clubs and we, we, we can't get that. Andrew, the, the, the big thing for, from VR um, for me is um, it speaks to the incompetencies of the officials when they can't get the decision right in the first place. Um, I think it's too easy to jump on the we need VAR to do this or to do that. Surely the 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 message should be to, to the officials, get the big decisions right. You know what I mean? If there's an incident in the box, make sure you are getting the decision right. If you're taking a couple of seconds to make sure you're getting the decision right, great, because it there's a good chance it's going to take you maybe two and a half minutes to go over and look at a screen and then make the decision. If there's any doubt in your mind, do you know what I mean? Get yourself ready and, and make the proper decision. We've seen two decisions go against us today. Um, and while VAR, I think, would, would vindicate our calls, um, the referee's atrocious. You froze there, Scott, I'm afraid. Sorry. Uh, I was building up. I, 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 I don't know how long or how much that will have happened during the recording. Um, what, what I was saying was, Andrew, was that the, the refereeing generally is just pretty poor. Yes, uh, VER will solve some problems. Uh, as Reese says, it will solve more than it creates. It's as simple as that. Um, and you're right, Scott, the, the answer is to until we get that or until we can get that, yeah. is to get the, the referees to make the, prop, the correct decisions. But correct. I think this season, especially, and and to an extent last season, it's proved that they cannot do that. That's it, there's so many refereeing calamities, and every every Monday and Tuesday night on Clyde Super Scoreboard, it's 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 taking up so many phone calls. That's <laughs> in any other profession in the world, you lose your job if there's this many this many. If managers don't get the right the right team in the park, they lose their job. Referees yep. seem to get away with it. Time and time again, and when v, if VAR comes in, it definitely solves more problems than it creates. And I mean, don't get me wrong, today there's no, there's no saying that Dundee would have scored a penalty kick, they got at Celtic Park. But if say, say they did in the VAR, we get two, two, two uh, awarded penalty kicks for VAR and we score them, we're top of the league tonight. Yeah. 
And if that continues on in the next 11 games, we win 40 million quid at the end of the year. <laughs> so it's, it's massive, it's absolutely massive, these things. And to get them wrong, to get them so consistently wrong is, is frightening. Um, and I seen it on Twitter earlier, I, I'd forgotten all about it. Um, the Aberdeen game, Morelos gave away the penalty kick. It was actually less of a penalty kick than it was today. Correct. And according to the Sky commentators, the one at Aberdeen was a stonewaller. And today was a, not, not, they never used the word dubious today, but I think Andy Walker says he's seen them given, which is, <laughs> which is the same as, you know, it's the same as saying it's a dubious penalty. Yeah. Um, so it's getting that, it's getting that way as well. But again, I think a lot of that, a lot of what I'm saying now is just a typical pissed off Rangers fan on a Sunday evening when yep. the results haven't went your way. And I understand that. However, it doesn't take away from the fact that there was some horrendous decisions today. Listen, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt the only consistency around the Scottish referees is their inconsistency. Um, yes. And it, it's, it's a problem and it needs to be sorted. Um, Andrew, uh, one last thing. I'm just getting ready to let you guys go. But Andrew, um, every game moving forward now is going to be, big, be, a, be a big game. We have a huge tie at Ibrox on Thursday night. How do you feel going into that? Confident. I feel confident. Yeah. Um, 4-2 up, coming back to Ibrox. It will be absolutely bouncing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I can't wait. I'm hoping to get a ticket for my dad at some point this week and, and make a right good night of it. Um, I'm confident. Nothing is between, okay, the result didn't go our way today. We all know that. We've discussed yep. it at length. The performance I thought was fine. The performance on Thursday gone was fantastic. I'm quite confident. I'm looking forward to it. Reese, I know you're hoping to get um, some time with, with Anton from the Glasgow Borussia Dortmunds Club like we done last week. Um, just your thoughts on, on Thursday um, without giving away any content that you're going to fire out with him during the week? I hopefully that goes ahead. And um, I don't know, see, at the minute, I can't even look forward to it. Like, <laughs> to put it into context, I think right now and at the end of the season, I would 100% taking a 4-0 loss at home to get put out of Europe and focus on the league, I'd play the under-18s at Dundee away in the Scottish Cup and suffer the same fate just to focus the league. If it meant they lost a the game and we won one, 100% I'd swap it. Saying that, Thursday night, I'll be absolutely buzzing and if we get beat 4-0 on Thursday night, I certainly won't be taking a half play. <laughs> so, it's all well and good sitting here in the high but I know on Thursday night I'll be buzzing and aye, I will be getting my half-and-half half scarf. <laughs> <laughs> somebody might choke me a bit Reese, always good to have you on my friend thanks for coming back right, thanks for having us guys and Andrew good to see you again my friend we'll catch up with you next time thanks for coming on always a pleasure Scott see you soon pal so don't forget this pod can be available via our YouTube channel um, go on there have a look subscribe leave a comment it's also available um, on all the places that you'll get your podcast Stitcher Spotify Podbean Acast